Hello, hello. On today's show, I'm going to talk about Secret Invasion. Mike has nothing important to say, just who the champ for Cover Combat 4 is. And Pat asks the question, will you press yes or press no on the latest collectibles? Welcome to your favorite live stream, uh, yeah, <laughs> favorite live streaming, podcasting, whatnotting live stream. Yeah, I totally butchered that. Sorry about it. Um, <laughs> I am your fourth or fifth favorite podcasting host, Kevin. Yeah, that's what I wanted to end it with podcast. Uh, and I've got two amazing gentlemen with me today, as usual. You want to say what's up, Mike? Hey, good morning. This is awesome for a great start. And then, of course, Pat, what's up? Yeah, everybody. Good to see everyone again. Yeah, I missed you guys. Yeah, I'm not saying that you may have just fallen to everybody's fifth or sixth with that fumble, but we'll see. You can recover. (laughs) You know, the problem was I was too impressed with myself with how funny I thought that Mike has nothing important to say. That was good, right? Yeah, it was. I was applauding by myself here. Thanks. Yeah, just a little behind the music for people. You know, right before the show, we, you know, we talk about, you know, what we want to say and all that. And that was Mike's quote. And I didn't, I didn't tell everybody I was going to say that. So, you know, Mike and Pat got to enjoy that. I was triply impressed with myself. So anyway. All right. Yeah. The cover combat four champ today. Yep. You know, this is such a bittersweet show every time for me that we get to see the champ which is exciting but then now we're ending cover combat four and then lastly it's going to be super a a super short segment right it is it's really short yeah i tried to figure out a way to uh you know drag it out a little bit and make it longer but well we got the we got the wrap up afterwards uh oh that's right yeah Oh, yeah, 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 the wrap-up. Sorry for so late, Pat. That's exciting, too. Pat's on his game today, at least. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, I couldn't put the extra extra into it. Yeah, I, and then I, I, I didn't get the uh, the eliminations. I just have all of the uh, entrants, so, yeah. Well, I'm sure whatever you've done will be way more impressive than anything I could have done, that's for sure. So, we'll see. I can't wait. You ready? Yeah, here we go.
You know, I just have to say this too. I just realized this too. That's crazy that this has happened to me at the beginning of this show because I actually fumbled the closing of, you know, my my favorite saying on the at the at the tail end of the whatnot show on Thursday too, man. <laughs> Thank God I was alone. It was yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> And I also forgot to mention, too, that uh, Karen is not with us today, which makes matters even more tenuous. <laughs> we'll see how things go. But special shout out to Karen. Happy birthday. She's with our mother. Hopefully she's having a great day. And uh, and we'll see her soon, though. I got my whole family coming down here soon. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Here we go, Mike. Happy birthday, Karen. <laughs> yes. Oh, you were wanting me to... Okay, yeah, sorry. That was a cue for uh, Cover Combat. No, no, no. It was a cue for Happy Birthday. Uh, Pat, go ahead. Yes, Happy Birthday, Karen. There you go. <laughs> all right, now we're ready for Cover Combat. Yeah, all right. All right, so the the final three. We have Electra 23, Phil Sienkiewicz. Uh, I was surprised to see him make the final three just because of how stylized his work is. Uh, then uh, next up, Venom number one from Clayton Crane, who was that uh, wild card added. So that was exciting. And finally, Hulk 340, one of the most classic covers out there by Todd McFarlane. This is great. I pitched it on every show, every whatnot show, too, to try to get more people voting in and stuff, too, because it is it is so I, I'm I think, Patrick, you mentioned you were a little under, or was that last cover combat? You were a little under underwhelmed with the finalists. Was that this one, or how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, like I said last time, it I feel like it doesn't represent the cream of the crop. Oh, right, right. But, but you corrected me and said, no, I hate to disagree with you, but the, the voters have spoken. This is the yeah. cream of the crop. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, aside from that whole opinion, I just think it's it's a cool finals for sure because of yeah what mike pointed out already that sinkevich made it the the wild card the oddball that didn't even get really selected by any one individual made it and then the classic that so many of us were disappointed that got booted early from cover combat one made it i I, yeah i think it's a very cool opinion of the covers aside it's just very cool final you know yeah, you, you'd think I'd be more excited because now we, you know, we can talk about this. Yeah, I, I have. I'm just like Mike last round, uh, last cover combat. I have an advantage here. I've got two of the three covers. Yeah, you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is that. Oh man, that is interesting. And you know, remind me real quick. I think so. I won cover combat one. Yep. And then Mike Collins won two. Yeah, with his yeah, you had you won one with classic X-Men number one. Uh New York Mike had round two with uh Catwoman. Um, I think it was an art germ catwoman. I can't remember what issue, 16. And then uh I got uh three with uh, Uncanny X-Men, and now here we are with four. And I'm rooting for Pat for a couple reasons then. One, 
So now we have four cover combats with four Excel Group member champ winners. Mm-hmm. If if Pat wins today, and then secondly, I talked to you guys privately about who my predictions of who had who is. So I'm rooting for Pat to win because I think I know who he has as well. So. Well, he definitely has the Clayton Crane because that's the only way he can have two because the oh, other that's ones true. That's are, true. are different artists. So the big question is: Does does Patrick have McFarlane or Bill uh, Sienkiewicz? Well, I was talking about the Clayton Crane one. I didn't realize it was that obvious because that's the one I know he had yeah. based on what you said. <laughs> All right. Oh, hold on. Let me get some sound. We need sound effects for this. We're going three, two, one, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is the first one I'm going to show you is the third place cover. Um, and uh, the third place cover received 14% of the vote. All right, you ready? Yep. Oh! <laughs> Venom number one comes in third place. Sinkevich is still in it. Yep. That's yeah, awesome. I was I was surprised that this one was third. I, I as much as I love the Sinkevich, I, I like this one more. Um, yeah, so uh, this one was shocking to me. Well, I'm still happy I like Sinkevich better than this one. But yeah, this one definitely grew on me as time went along. And uh, yeah, I would say of all the Venom covers we've ever... Well, I don't know. We've had a couple that I like better than this one. But this one's really good. So. Yep. All right. So what that <laughs> does is that leaves us with these two. Electra 23 and Hulk 340. <sighs> okay. The winner had 64% of the vote, while second place had 21% of the vote. Hold on. So 64 and 21, that's 85. So Venom only had 15% of the vote, huh? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I think my decimal was off there. Wait. That's that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 15. I, I... I said 14 for Venom, but I mistyped oh. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's you know, a point. Math. There, you know, uh, that's why I married an English teacher. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, you ready? I'm ready. So I'll be revealing the winner. That's what we're going to see. We're not going to see the second place cover. We're going to be revealing the winner. All right, here we go. The winner. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was cheap. <laughs> ah, that's funny. All right, all right. G- give me another drum roll. Okay. <laughs> yes. There it is. Surprising no one. The Incredible Hulk, three forty is the winner man i sent an invite to johnny too i was hoping he'd have been here for this yep well (laughs) patrick will reveal some stuff here shortly yes it would have been even better for johnny to be here because he was my competitor in the final three yeah oh he had sinkevich yeah he sure did Oh, yeah, so it's revealed now, and which was my prediction. 
which didn't dawn on me until like what two weeks ago i was like wait a second pat has mcfarland <laughs> i don't know exactly i think the week prior to that i was sure pat had matina which i made a fool of myself apparently but right. then, I, then i realized then can i just throw out my total i'm gonna can i throw out my predictions for everyone right now before we show anything else yeah well, let me, we don't need this anymore right right We can go ahead and remove that. I'm gonna get back over here. Too much stuff moving around. Wait, you added it back. Oh. <laughs> no, I removed it and you removed it. So one of us added oh, it back. Oh, put it back on. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Oh, Karen, Karen sure. actually uh, commented. She heard us. She says, thank you guys. Oh, yep. She loves all of us. She's not all, all only talking about the three of us. She's talking about her adoring fans out there. Of so, yeah, love you too, Karen. All right. So, <laughs> are we going to put up something else, Mike? Before I throw up my predictions? No, I'm done. I'm done with that. Well, I was actually so my epiphany that happened. I think it was two weeks ago, maybe three. Was that Pat had McFarlane? Mike has Matina, which this yeah. is what I, and I'm not done, but I'm going to talk like I'm right. This is, this is funny with me having the epiphany that Mike had Matina too, is because a few weeks prior to me having this epiphany, I also commented on, I sure hope Mike has Matina because he knows how much I love the guy. And as hard as I've been on Matina covers, he'll not, he'll be the last person to take it personally. <laughs> you remember Pat, when you were saying, I hope Mike has uh, yeah. New York Mike. <laughs> and then we joked about how we're, it, it would be even funnier if it was Johnny. But then um, uh, Tyler had Jim Lee. Of course, does anyone, Pat, well, Mike does. Pat, do you know who I had? Yeah. Who? Or how do you know? Oh, you've seen all the covers. I sent him everything. <laughs> did, you, did you know before you saw the covers? I did not, no. Okay. okay. So I had Busima. Um, I, I actually did predict that Johnny had Sinkevich and then, then that puts, uh, Mike from New York, uh, at Mike Zach, right? Good job. Is that everybody? Yep. That's everybody. Sweet. Sweet. So you want to know what percentage you got right on that? Or you, no, Patrick can reveal it. He, he just said, I got, he said, good job. I got everybody. Well, I just was commenting that was a good job guessing, but I don't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> did I get 100%? Is it every? Did I? Okay. Yes, you did it. You did it. You got everybody. Yeah. All right. Got good you. job. Yeah. We're going to have a discussion about Matina. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> week after I, I, week, I was hammering Matina. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I get it. And, and in my defense on, on, uh, the, the ones that you submitted, Kevin, if you had Matina, which ones you would have done? Uh -huh. I looked at a lot of those, and my problem with Matina is so many of his covers look so evil uh -huh. that I didn't want this overload of, of overly aggressive, vicious, evil-looking covers. <laughs> so that's where, you know, the Spider-Man 2099, I don't love that cover, but it, it was the cool-looking cover that wasn't 
evil. evil. Got it. Dark. Evil, right. Yeah. Dark. It. I think dark's a better thing. And but Latino, his his covers are dark. You know. So, um, and the the Batman Superman. I actually do really love that cover. So uh, I was trying to get away from that theme with his books. So. The only thing, anyway. the thing I'll say about that is good is that you you are a Matina fan, so yes. I'm yeah. glad that you got him versus yeah. somebody else. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, <laughs> it's even funnier too, Pat. I <laughs> I'm sending private, you know, before I knew it was Mike Hammett, before it dawned on me that Mike had Matina, I'm sending private, you know, just text messages to Mike bashing. I'm like. I'm like, Mike, look at these. These are so much better. I know the idiot that put in these other Matina comments. I'm like privately bashing Mike to his face. Yeah. Yeah. You did a great job keeping that on lockdown for as long as I don't know. I don't know exactly why it finally dawned on me that you well, you know, I can't I can't remember the moment, of course, but it just I started to recall all the shows. I'm like Pat's been defending McFarlane this whole time, and Mike's been the biggest defender of Matina. You know, so I was finally yeah. like, "Hey, going." I was an idiot the whole time. So anyway, that's a whole other thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna incorporate that in Cover Combat Five, some kind of prize for predictions of who's who. <laughs> so oh, who has who? We'll have to play a cat and mouse game even better. You know. I'm glad I played. I obviously played Busima off pretty well since Pat didn't figure I had him. You know, I was really sad about. Man, I thought I had a couple big hitters that were definitely going to make it to the finals. You know, yeah. I think he was one of the more difficult artists to choose from just because of the era. Yeah, that he was from. His most, you know, prolific work was, you know, seventies, eighties. Yeah. So anyway, okay, let's see what we got as far as uh, showing everyone. So, so what you said, you the only thing you have, Pat, is just showing everybody submissions and just we can talk about that, right? Well, and where and where they they landed uh, yeah. uh, round wise. I just didn't get the eliminations done because it was getting too late. So gotcha. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't send them to him until was it nine thirty, ten o'clock, something like that. Was, Last was, night? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well. <laughs> It was to the point where I was thinking, boy, I hope Mike's okay. Because I, I, I hadn't, I, I, it was not through text. It was through Facebook Messenger. And I almost sent to the group text, you know, is, is Mike around? Is he, maybe yeah. I thought maybe he was out of town or. Well, I, 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 I like with work, you know. I always wonder how that's working with YouTube because I don't have anything to do with that. So, yeah. you know, I'm like wondering when you guys do that and stuff. So I always figure I'm the tardy one usually. So you two are on the ball, like you have all that set up, and especially with a two-week gap, you know, yeah. you guys were prepared for that. But well, I don't, I, I don't look at any of the votes until Friday night. Oh right, so right. What happens was when you guys send me, even even the pick three stuff, when you guys send that to me, like Patrick sent me the thing, I saw he sent me a message, and I knew what it was. It was it was your your selections. I didn't even open it because what then later on when I sit down to do it. Then I know, and then as soon as I do it, so when I like it back to you guys, that's me saying, okay, I've now seen it. So I'm looking at yours, going, okay, yep, yep, yep. And then I read the last part, and I'm like, oh no, he needed this <laughs> like ten hours ago when he sent me. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't help. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, sh I should have got our 
the boats in much sooner than I could have got on the ball, but because we were on vacation. It like, yeah, I get it. I mean, it was it was early in the day and stuff, but I just I don't look at them until I'm sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you know I totally again with me not being involved with what you two are talking about, I totally didn't. It didn't dawn on me until just now when you're saying it. When you make the cutoff, even for pick three at 9.30, Mike, then that is essentially saying Pat can't even start doing his his well, part of it. Well, you no, know, because well, I it, 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 I feel as long as I get my family's votes in, yeah. then Mike can send me the information. Send you know. Oh, that's true. Okay. okay. But it was just all in the same text, so I just saw votes coming in. I didn't know there was additional stuff at the bottom. A reminder of it. about the gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Okay. yeah. So I could I could have voted, you know, two weeks ago and had two weeks to work on this, but I didn't get around to voting. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Man, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think of any of that until just now. That's cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's, it's there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Just I mean, just like your when you do the whatnot show, you know, there's stuff that we don't even see that happens. Yeah, you know that behind the scenes stuff is there's a lot that goes into everything. Thank Even God our show what we're doing right now, there's so yeah. much that goes into it. Yeah. So Kevin, I don't know if you can do the thing where you put us at the bottom. If you'll still be able to see the graphic or not. Uh, let's see. Oh, not that one. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> there. It oh, is. there we go. Okay. No, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, well, it was worth a try. <laughs> All right, we'll start at the at the bottom and work up, I guess. Uh, the first person eliminated was Tyler. He had Jim Lee. Um, he had uh, a really rough round two. Almost everything got picked off in round two. Yeah, that's that's. You know, sorry, Mike. It's, it's I was I, I was gonna say. Uh, I think Jim Lee probably in in somebody like me, you or Patrick or John, somebody that's been into comics longer that has more ex, you know exposure to Jim Lee, we would have picked you know seven different covers than what he picked. Um, well, I would have. I would have picked. Yeah, I can think of three offhand, but this, I mean, I'm I'm so happy. You know, he, I found out he had Jim Lee because he couldn't resist my uh, attack of his uh, Modern Warfare cover. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's he, funny. He let the cat out of the bag. But, uh, but, man, I'm so happy that he picked some great X-Men covers, though. That's my boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're all good. I, You know, I think uh, that might that would have been interesting if we just now switched everything up and you know, use the same artist, but that would get boring. But uh, to see who, what we would have put up there. You know, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I guess you just need to, if we're going to have the same artist, you, we need to have a, uh, somebody with a humongous library, you know. And for, for anybody watching right now, we don't think that Venom in the top left is Jim Lee. That's his Clayton Crane pick. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it was funny. I think in a couple instances, the uh, the Clayton Crane wild card outlasted the main pick of the participant. So. I think it yeah. did with me. I think it did with me too. Yeah, or maybe my last one went the same week my Clayton went. But anyway, that's cool. Those are some good yep. picks, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean it's Jim Lee for crying out loud. He does. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the man's good. 
Yeah. All right, let's do Kevin next. Some of picks. Um, when I look, it, it, it's funny when I, you know, I'm putting these together and I'm looking at the the picks and I'm like, oh man, I cannot believe some of these didn't last longer than they did. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. We'll get to that when we get to Mike Zach. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? How did these all fall so early? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I. So was I right? Did that Clayton Crane, my Spider-Man Clayton Crane, did yes. that go at the same time as my last pick? Do you know that? No, either your Crane made it to round three. Your Wolverine was round two. Okay, okay, yeah. Man, I, yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm the least, I guess, uh, you know, as far as having a memory of who all these covers are and everything, or even realizing who they were. Wolverine being, you see him a. Uh, that was, I think Mike said as soon as I got Buscema, he was like, I think, you know, people are going to like who they got when they realize, you know, I, th- I felt like that was directed to me. You might even have said me. And you were, it, yeah. right. when I looked at that Wolverine, I was like, what? That's Buscema? That's awesome. Because I love that cover. Yeah, I remember saying that because, uh, yeah, I, I I know, you know, you're not into the uh, who does all, all this stuff a lot but uh mm-hmm. yeah i knew once once you started looking at his covers you were like oh yeah yeah i, I love all these <laughs> yeah it definitely was can you think of one big one that i may have missed because the only one i was kind of searching for was the defenders you know like when that's how you know i got all the other ones pretty quick you know as soon as I saw him and realized, you know, it was Buscema, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, blank, blank, blank. But then the Defenders, I was kind of, that was kind of torn between two or three other covers. Was there any big Buscema hitter that I missed, especially you, you guys can think of right off the bat? No? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Defenders cover was kind of uh, probably on the weaker end. Uh, yeah. there, 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 He had some, personally, some really great, Avengers covers, not only in the 70s, but also in the 80s that I would have loved to have seen there. But mm. yeah. Yeah, I think the Defenders one, I think, was the weakest one. Yeah. All the other ones, I, yeah, I love them. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, next, New York Mike. Mike Zach. Man, that is a great lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I don't know how that cap and that Secret Wars cover and even that Punisher neck, forget about the neck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how those were all round one eliminations. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's like that Clayton Crane, too. That was a little, that's a little bit of a, I guess, you know, I think uh, Mike expressed how he didn't care for Clayton Crane being the, the the extra anyway so but that's a yeah. surprise i'm surprised that that was his clayton crane though that's i mean that's a good one but yeah, yeah i would have done i i like that amazing spider-man but i would have done the next issue i think it looks so much better with craven and then and then spider-man in the background up on the ceiling I just, i've always loved that cover so yeah mm-hmm. i think it would have done better than this one you think all of those well, last hunt covers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, well, but that I, was a rough first round for Mike. He was 
potentially just all his covers were gone in the first round, except for that yeah. ASM cover. So, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, the Deathlock of Captain America. Jeez. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, again, all all that Deathlock arc on Captain America, this covers I love them. They're they're so good. Yeah, and just a shout out to Mike for me too. This Mike's picks because I love you know I mentioned when we showed it and it and it got eliminated. This the GI Joe with the Destro on it. I, yeah. I love that cover so much that I've been teetering lately on you know wanting to re you know refill all my GI Joe classic GI Joe gaps and even start reading getting new gi joe and uh yeah when when i saw these covers from uh from mike i you know i totally was like okay yeah I, i'm in I'm, I'm so i'm totally going down a rabbit hole of getting old gi joe books now because of this so <laughs> that's a positive shout out that's not that's not a negative that's positive oh yeah it, it just reinvigorated your love for the exactly the exactly all right you guys uh up for some uh jello yeah <laughs> man those are great covers look at those it's mike with francisco matina i don't even know what to say now do you pat <laughs> i'm sorry yeah that's what i was gonna say besides for i'm sorry mike no i get it so did well, you see that uh, Destro he, cover? I, I I pulled that book out of my collection and set it up on the shelf down in Exceller. Did you see yeah, that yet? Crap! I keep no, I kept forgetting. The, I keep forgetting. The, well, I haven't been in. You talk. Is it in Alpha? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been in Alpha for a bit. So yeah, I'll, I'll check it out next time I'm in there. But which I need to to refresh the whatnot show. But man, she's like. <sighs> Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm at a loss for words just because I feel so bad right now, Mike. You're okay, oh, right, Mike? You're not emotionally scarred by me and Pat, are you? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, good. Okay, gotcha. And it was it was you had a consistent cover combat here, Mike. Yeah, I mean, you none of yours got eliminated in big chunks. You you right. slow but steady. That unfortunate that next to last round that when all you had that three Matinas going in and they all got yeah dropped off. That was rough, but. Yeah, I, I thought, I was like, okay, I've got three. At least one can make it to the right. finals. Yeah. And then everything got wiped out. And I was like, well, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I like New York Mike in round one. Like, well, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> I said, I will say my favorite is that spawn cover out of those. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do like that one. No and I, and I, I like that. Uh, Speaking of that, just a, a shameless plug here for the Whatnot Show again. I, I had that Spawn book, actually The Virgin, for sale on the Whatnot Show on Thursday. Didn't go. So hmm. anyway, um, and that that Clayton Crane Venom, though, too. I love that. That's a great cover for many reasons, you know? Very no, cool. No, that's, uh, that's Matina. Wait. Oh, Clayton Crane is... Uh, the Bounty Hunters. Bounty Hunters? Oh, that's yep. Matina. Man, that's so soft. That's what you see how it kind of, yeah. I thought it was, yeah. And that's why I liked it so much. It was so different from his other ones. Yeah. And the Clayton Crane, I was like, man, this is this is a shoe-in for the bounty hunters. This is a shoe-in. Boba Fett. 
Yeah. Come on. Surely well, uh, at least Kevin will vote for this. Right. Well, it, w- it went up against, I think, you know, like I mentioned, my top five, you know, and I had like my top fives go up against each other. I had, oh, you know what I just recalled too? I voted out my last Busema, my last Busema mm-hmm. cover against 340, Pat. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> You know how we talked about that so many times. Have you ever voted against? Yeah, yeah. I voted. I voted out my last cover left against three forty because I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Couldn't. Couldn't vote against three forty. So anyway. Yeah. But yeah, once again, Mike. Sorry, it's actually seeing them all together. My opinion has totally changed. These are great. Yeah, I mean it's it's all good. I get it. <laughs> it's a better taste than everybody. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I want to go back and rewatch this whole round now because I remember a lot of your comments. The one of your comments was like, "You're gonna have a tough time at the next seller group get together." <laughs> you said about my covers. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. We should, we should do a clip show where you just just take a bunch of clips of you guys bashing on <laughs> Latina covers. All right. Challenge accepted. I will give you credit, Mike. You you hit that one when I started, you know, harping on the shattered glass. You were like, "Yeah, like none of those even match up." I was like, oh, he, doesn't, "He doesn't have Matina, maybe." I don't know. Yeah, I had to jump on and get a few digs in myself to throw you guys off. All I could th- all I can think about looking at this too is I was obviously all over Jello Deathstroke. I was all over Ugly Flash. I was all over that Superman Batman being the worst Matina cover ever. Man, jeez, old oh man, Mike. Wow. Mike's like, it shows speed. It shows, look how fast, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> that's when I was looking for those and I, and I saw them, I'm like, holy cow, look how fast they look. That's great. <laughs> so I picked it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next up is Johnny. Bill Sinkevich. Yeah, I think he had one of the hard ones too. Just how uh, stylized Bill's stuff is. Yeah, unfortunately, Man. he lost the majority of his in round one. But that lost universe was kicking so much butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I totally. Uh, I'm. I'm so happy. Oh wait, it went out in round two. Which one? Lost Universe is round two. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it seems like it lasted longer, but yeah, wow. round two. I didn't realize he had three Electras. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And I should have, yeah, I should have put it together that he had uh, Sinkevich longer, be- or a while ago because of that Transformers cover too. Obviously, he's a big Transformers guy, and I didn't realize we both had Defender covers too. Yep. Yeah. Well, that that. Transformers was his crane cover. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that was still a giveaway if you think about it, because right. Transformers. Yeah. yeah. That that Defenders book is the only issue of the Defenders that I own. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And I bought it back. I got that probably in, you know, 88, 89, way back when I first started collecting. Well, the only one I don't like of these still is the What If. I just don't like that cover. Yeah, I like oh, that man. one. I love that cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, and I didn't realize too, until now we're talking about it too, that, you know, we talked about how, and I mentioned this every cover combat because I love for the, the championship to be spread around. It wouldn't have mattered who won in this right. final round. It would have been a new champ. Uh, a yeah. Belly group member champ. That's awesome. That was one, that was like the, the thing that put me at ease on being eliminated in yeah. one round there that I was like, okay, well, at least it's, it's somebody that hasn't won is uh in the finals so yeah it was it was that thought press i'm like okay i can deal with not yeah <laughs> all right all right and then me Garland, which man i'll tell you what I, I i think i told mike i have some comments from from mcfarland at the end because this this was tough i mean he he has not really done much since the 80s i mean there's a there's the spawn cover here and there but a lot of his spawn covers were just inking over greg capullo yeah and so it was tough you know i had a tougher <laughs> time than i thought i would yeah that's true it would be uh well yeah outside gotta... of his marvel stuff he's done spawn <laughs> well where the heck is spider-man number one the heck where the heck is ASM 300? The heck. I just thought those were too over iconic. Yeah, too, too. Yeah. Seen them too many times. I tried to get different Spider-Man up there. That's why I had to go for that Marvel Age, even though it had its detractors. At least it wasn't the same Spider-Man cover we've seen so much. But that's that's the other that's the other side of the shoe. You know, it's like the McFarland covers. You know that you think are iconic it's just like are they slightly too overplayed I, I don't know it's it was tough yeah i actually like uh like 298 and uh 299 more than 300 as far yeah. as the cover goes i really love those with chance on there and stuff i think it looks great well that's an insane thing to say um but anyway no i'm just kidding but now i know you've expressed how yeah you think you see something too much and stuff but yeah i, I if this was me i definitely would have had like i said at least those two spider-man one and asm 300 on there and i may have had you know i may have had 298 299 yeah that that whole and then <laughs> you know like amazing spider-man yeah and then <laughs> Well, I'm saying not, I obviously wouldn't have chosen them all, but I'm just saying, you know, as a, you know, one of those, yeah. which obviously he does technically have one of these here. Um, but then also like re the, the McFarlane reborn cover. Oh man. I love that cover so much. And is it, re it's reborn, right? Yeah. He did. Yeah, well, oh yeah, that's right. He did one of those. I always yeah. forget which one he did. And then he did, he recently did a uh, crossover cover, which I love so much too. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, <laughs> you know, Pat, <clears throat> I'm so happy that you had this. Cause obviously you submitted 340 at least my favorite cover of all time. And now it's the champ. Um, but it, it, you know, we talked about when these cover, when these artists were given to us, you know, imagine you get a, an artist you don't like, you know, and I think Pat, not that you dislike McFarlane, but you're, you're not a McFarlane fan, right? In general, right? Uh, I am. I, I'm not as big a fan as I used to be. Ah. It, was just, it was just, just tougher than I thought it would be. Not, not gotcha. a lot of modern choices from Todd. Gotcha. gotcha. That I could find at least. 
That was I was surprised. I really like that spawn cover. I like both spawn covers. I thought the haunt one was at least different, but I know a lot of people didn't like the half and half. But I love the one with the uh, silhouette on the back of the cityscape. So I was surprised yeah. I can get a little bit more support yeah, behind it. Which, <laughs> that one, ironically enough, is the one that's the toughest to distinguish that that's McFarlane on the cover. Don't you think? A little bit. The cape's a giveaway, I think, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's not very much lines. It's very many lines. It's, it's clean, you know, it's smooth, you know, that kind of, which is, you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah. Do you? you? know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the Batman, the Spawn Batman, I've never been a fan of that cover. Since oh, my gosh. I know a lot of people love it, but I don't know what it is about it. Oh, it breaks my heart. I know, I'm sorry. But I you, love all the other ones. You're getting me back from a teen, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're getting both me and Pat back at the same time. Nice cover. But I was I was surprised, pleasantly surprised that my Dark Horse Clayton Crane Venom cover kept chugging along too. That was that was nice. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you sent those to me, I was like, Are you kidding me? That is the coolest cover. <laughs> I'm gonna vote for that every time. Yeah, and I feel like me and Mike were talking that one up more than anybody, even you, Pat. You're probably yeah, trying to low key on it. <laughs> yeah, I voted against that cover at least once. I know. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the last round. <laughs> anyway. Well, that yeah, that one too. Last round. So I voted. I know I voted for it at least against it twice. Then. Gotcha. Last round and another round back for sure. So. Well, you guys talked me into voting against my Spider-Man 2099 cover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. All right. Uh, Those are great. That was fun. Yeah, like I said, uh, bittersweet. Oh. I'm going to get this right. Third time's a charm. There we go. That was great. That was great. And so, so many levels. Just who won? What cover won? Who won? Discovering all that. That's so great. Get, we're starting Cover Combat 5 today, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, to, to cover that for real, though, next week, we're going to spin the wheel to decide mm -hmm. the theme for Cover Combat 5. Yep. And then in two weeks... Or do you want to wait three to give you give us two weeks to submit once we understand what the theme is? I know we talked a little about yeah. it a little bit in pregame, but we didn't say we didn't talk about that. Are you, this last one? I think we only gave you a week. Were you fine with that, Mike? It was a, it was a lot to do. Do you prefer to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I've got to gather all the covers. Because I try to get HD, you know, really great covers, copies of them. Then I've got to. Do all the matchups. Yeah, there's a lot involved in keeping it getting it organized. Okay, so we'll next week then we'll reveal what the theme is for Cover Combat Five. But then two weeks later, we will do round one of Cover round Combat one. Five. How's yeah. that sound? Round one point one. And I think we've got some holidays and stuff coming into play here too. So that might actually be it might actually work out perfectly where we're it's gonna be a week we skip anyway or something like that, I think. Yeah. 
because then I got a, a deployed boy coming home too, and all my family's going to be down here, all that. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll keep everyone posted. But as of right now, the reveal of Cover Combat 5's theme will be next Saturday. Next week. Yeah. Yep. All right. That'll do it then. <laughs> I have, to, I have to say my my the thing I look forward to the most is Patrick's logo. Oh, yeah, put pressure on me. <laughs> I know because I have no ideas yet. So. Oh, I was just getting ready to ask that question. You got something yet, Pat? No. no. <laughs> that's that's when the best stuff comes out when when you're up against the clock and you're like, man, I've just yeah. got to do this, and then boom, you're done, and you think, holy cow, I'm impressed. Yeah, you know, if you get out of heavy pressure, right? Yeah. Diamonds, right? Right. Yeah, diamonds. Nice. <laughs> All right, speaking of diamonds, I got some diamonds to talk about on uh, what I watched. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Yep. I was just joking though. I actually have a bunch of coal. Was what I. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a mix. It's a mixed bag this week. All right. So we will start from the bottom, move our way up here. I uh, I watched a movie called The Divide. Um, I can't exactly explain how I discovered this gem. Uh, but the poster's cool. Isn't that, isn't that poster kind of cool? Yeah, that looks that would pull me in. Yeah, exactly. And this, uh, incidentally, this is from 2011, and I watched this on Stars. And I guess I should say, I, you know, I know how I got pulled in because Stars knows me and knows I like pieces of crap from the early 2010s. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but incident, so this is this is the kicker. So you know, you know how the advice goes. I mean, or not the advice, the recommendations and all these streaming services. They throw up typical stuff that you've watched, of course. And, and then I just gotta sift through for other multiple reasons. But this poster was cool. But then this is a big seller for me. Michael Bean is in this, which he's one of my favorite from back in the day. You know, Terminator, The Abyss. You know, Michael Bean, Tombstone, he's been epic in so many movies. So I was like, Michael Bean's back. And then I saw it was 2011. I was like, is he still around? I don't know. <laughs> he, he was at least back for one movie. I didn't actually look to see if he's had much more, but I was surprised. It's 2011, Michael Bean. And then check this out too. Rosanna Arquette was in this. She was a big part in this. And then Milo Ventimiglia. Do you guys know who that is? Yes. Mike? Um, I might, no. If, if, if I, tell me who he is. Pat, what's he from? He was on Heroes, and he was on that weepy NBC show. This is us, yeah. weepy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's I never watched that, but yeah, Emily was crying every time she watched it. Yeah, everybody was, even me. Everybody once. was. It's like, oh, I've got an hour to cry. Let me go ahead and watch this. It's so funny with This Is Us. I only ever watched one episode of that, and it happened to be his death episode, and that was a heartbreaker, man. 
I, so I'm like, I'm never watching this again. Why do girls like to cry this much? I don't watch this. But anyway, and then uh, Courtney B. Vance is in this, which he's like in a ton of stuff that you know him from a lot of stuff, but I can't name one of them right now. So anyway, this is a pretty star-studded cast, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I said, the poster's cool. And then I read the uh, synopsis, which uh, essentially, this is, this is great in my opinion. Um, nuclear Holocaust, okay? And a bunch of people in an apartment building as the nuclear holocaust is happening, head down to the, you know, remember back in the day, that's all we had during the, during the cold war was these fallout shelters kind of pushed on us, you know, get to the basement, you know, go build fallout shelters, all this stuff. Right. So this apartment building has this fallout shelter at the bottom of the apartment building and a bunch of people from the apartment have to go down there. Um, and essentially this movie is just how they interact after the you know essentially the nuclear holocaust happens and that's ex exactly what it is it's the entire at least where they are i don't know who knows of the entire united states they're in new york city um all of new york city is completely obliterated you know so then after you know we've we've all heard so many times how to work after a nuclear blast you know irradiation you can't go outside forever you know so these people these well there's i think there's 12 of them and like there's a there's one couple there might be two couples and then like uh a bro two brothers but then essentially they're all strangers to each other so now they gotta not only live with each other but they have to live with each other completely unprepared with limited rations and let's see how that goes <laughs> you yeah. know there's always that one annoying neighbor <laughs> right. they made it there thought oh, great you made it <laughs> So before I give you my view on this, which obviously I've already teased my views a little bit, that sounds pretty cool though. All that together, that sounds like it might be something, right? Yeah, I would give this one a shot. Yeah. Okay, this is mixed, okay? <laughs> this is so weirdly written so many times. Like there's so many times I'm shaking my head. I'm like what the heck in this movie? But for, for every time that I said, what the heck if in this movie, I was going, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> this is literally a mixed bag throughout. It's like and a seesaw. Know, yeah. Oh, my perfect way to put it. It was like a seesaw of emotions. I'm like, this is cool. What the heck? This is cool. That's garbage. Why'd you do that? You know, the whole show. Um, overall, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a positive rating though. And this might be a little bit surprising based on that, that uh, the ending was a downer. Uh, I'm not even going to put a spoiler alert up on this, but es essentially, you, you guys gonna you guys care if you want to watch it? You tell me. You well, it's, you know, a nuclear holocaust. I'm guessing it's not going to end well. <laughs> they all lose their mind and every single one of them, except for this chick on the cover, they all kill each other, right? <laughs> and... And then the chick goes outside, and guess what? She dies. No, she realizes this isn't a world she she wants to be alone in. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so yeah. which was which was an interesting, unexpected thing. Like I was like, because she was actually like the only sane, good character for most of the movie, and I was like, she loses it at the end, and and actually kills the last two people left, and then she goes out in the city and just sees a decimated world and 
realizes she made a mistake. It's like, why am I here alone in this nuclear holocaust world now? It's like, so it was an it was an interesting ending, but I wouldn't call it good, you know. Right. So, so overall, though, I give this six bags of popcorn. It's worth checking out because it does get crazy. It is, it's it's no hold bards craziness, you know. This is not for kids. So, the divide right. on stars. So check it out. Then I watched High Life. Uh, this was on Amazon Prime. Uh, anybody familiar with this? No. Uh, this is from 2018. I actually thought this was a little bit newer because I've been meaning to watch this for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, so 2018. Um, actually, it's on Star. I actually watched it on Paramount Plus, though. You know, especially with like Amazon. You know, they've got all the streaming services wrapped up in one kind of package for you so and you don't even know where you are but anyway this has robert pattinson in it uh is is the big name in this one and there's a bunch of other people um i, I was familiar with their faces but none of them really with big names that i'm aware of what they were in anything else um but a lot of quality acting in this movie uh and basically what happens in this is Scientists need to experiment space travel, essentially. Uh, and, of course, it's because we're ruining the planet and we've got to get off. So they send a ship out to see if they can make things work. Imagine if Elon Musk uh, planned an expedition and he needed some guinea pigs what they do in this movie is they take prisoners uh, that are willing to go on this basically one-way journey to see if they can establish humankind elsewhere and obviously that gives them an opportunity if they want to change their lives later to have a better second life for lack of a way to, better way to put it you know um rather than just kind of staying locked up forever. So this is basically a ship full of criminals that decide to take this journey in the hopes of a better life. And what's also interesting in this is during this, this is a multi, I think it's like a 20 year journey or something like that. Uh, during this journey, they, they put a doctor, which is also a criminal uh, on this ship it's a female. Uh, she's a, what do you call it? Doctors for babies? <laughs> um, Pediatrician? No, like that take care of pregnant mothers and, you know, helping mothers get pregnant, stuff like that, you know. But anyway, oh, that yeah. kind of, huh? Yeah, I know. I can't think of it. Yeah, me neither. So she's that kind of doctor. And during the entire journey, she is trying to make babies. But not through traditional methods she's trying to you know do the whole test tube baby thing using the people that are on the ship as the appropriate tools so it get that gets crazy too um but the the main focus of this movie the the main storyline in this movie we're following along is uh, robert pattinson and a baby so we're following this journey 
of watching them by themselves, just Robin Pat- Robert Pattinson and a baby, and how they're surviving with flashbacks of how we got there. So that's how we know all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I really, really won't get too deep into anything else other than that. Um, I will say this at the ending of this was definitely a big disappointment downer. Didn't like the ending of this either. Um, but it was very well done. Great. You know, cinematography, great acting, great writing. Everything's really well done. I, but the only, the biggest complaint I have is this gets really gratuitously uh, vulgar. I don't know exactly, not vulgar. Um, degenerative. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you want to call it exactly. This is not for kids, <laughs> again. Uh, like they spent a lot of time on really some degenerate stuff, you know. Um, which I didn't think was necessary for this story. Um, so I felt like it was kind of gratuitous, you know, but, but overall, this was definitely an interesting and a compelling movie. Uh, but with a bad ending, I'm going to actually give this one five bags of popcorn. Um, ironically enough, this is a higher quality movie than the divide, but I would recommend you go watch the divide before you watch this, especially if you're a sci-fi fan, this Aside from this taking place in space and kind of the backdrop of what the journey's about, the rest of it's kind of like this sexual drama. You know, it's like, it's, it's really, it's really, it's a different movie. That's for sure. So, you know, I didn't, that's why I didn't hate it. But uh, when I, when I uh, finished it, I wasn't, you know, I was like, man, uh, uh, that was disappointing, you know, kind of anyway. And then. I watched Silo, which I didn't get to check out last night's uh, or yesterday's drop. Um, I checked out the episode prior, which was, uh, I believe, episode eight. And Mike, you said you caught up on this? Only seven. We watched episode seven the other day. Okay. So I still have eight and nine to do. Okay. What did you think of seven? It was good, but, you know, they're, they're... I can't remember how I explained it to you when I texted you that I just watched it. it um, they're, they're just so far from, they're off the path of the book. It's like they're going down all these little alleyways, you know, on other other uh, storylines that aren't in the book. And, and I get it. It's like Hugh Howie's filling in a lot of this other stuff that he wasn't able to do in the book. But I think in doing so, they're missing what, uh, makes the book so great because they're not focused on this thing here. It's a murder mystery. You know, it's like people, I think people were wondering about the murders and who killed, you know, Johns and who, who killed all the, you know, but they're not thinking about, okay, why are they in the silo? What, you know, what about this, you know, this uprising that happened, you know, years ago that, you know, so I don't know. It, it's really, I said, I'm going to stick through it all the way through man i was just struggling because i don't want to know all this stuff (laughs) get to the stuff i want (laughs) let let me clarify what you just said too you're saying the show is a murder mystery but the book isn't correct yeah 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 i i couldn't agree with you more and i've said that without knowing what's in the book i'm like this this does it just keeps giving us more of this mystery 
rather than getting on with it, rather right. than getting on with what I expected this show to be. You know, right. who cares about the, the they're just building that up way too much. There's tons, there are tons of shows on TV that are murder mysteries. They've done, yeah. done it, all this stuff. There's, there's nothing like the books, you know, that I know of. Obviously, I haven't read everything, but uh, yeah, it's, and it's just I'm really disappointed because it's so good. <laughs> the well, potential. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not crazy because it sounds like yeah, it's, it it sounds like I would like the book because because yeah. of what I wish the show was too. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, well, and and this is what I have to say about eight. Um, I think I mentioned seven was my favorite episode aside from the first two, which were real focused on the things you're talking about that this story should right. be focused on. Um, but then they get away from it. But seven was a little bit better because there was a couple happenings. And uh, but then eight kind of fell off the wagon again, or uh, it it didn't really accomplish. But there there was there was definitely a big event. Um, but the whole rest of it's just this, again, murder mystery kind of yeah. show that didn't really take us anywhere further. I figured by episode eight, you know, we'd have more answers about the silo and about the outside and stuff like that. Exactly. But yeah, we're just, we're just focused on, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm going to actually drop it a notch. I think I have it at 7.5 bags of popcorn for the season on the website. I'm going to, I'm going to be dropping it down to seven, um, simply because, and I think eight was still done well, but it, it just, uh, it just didn't move forward again, which is my biggest complaint. So, um, yeah. right now, what we're at three good episodes, five bad episodes, and I need to drop it to a 6.5. <laughs> I wouldn't say five bad episodes. I'd say two or three bad episodes and then two eh, episodes. So maybe we'll leave it at a seven. But yeah. anyway, um, check it out for yourself. You know, you know, if you're into murder mysteries, maybe you dig this, especially if you don't know anything about the books. Who knows? Yeah. Emily's enjoying it. Um, oh, she is. Yeah. And she read, she read, uh, wool. She read the first book. Um, and she's enjoying it. I think she she read it so long she really didn't enjoy the book a whole lot you know it's it's sci-fi and it's not really her thing yeah um but yeah like you said the production value is really good on it yeah and i and i think i wonder do they have this blueprint you know when they started this okay this is our blueprint for 10 seasons or something like that because they've right. got three books and let's just do all this and fill all this stuff in when realistically they can you know i think the first it could be two seasons per book you know and yeah. that gives you six seasons right there um, I don't yeah well we'll see like you said I'm going to continue watching every single yeah. one of them as well do we, do we know did we talk about how many episodes are in this season 10 maybe or 10 I think they're yeah. 10 yeah I might just go back and read the books again <laughs> <laughs> all right and then lastly I watched episode one of secret invasions dropped on Disney plus course by marvel highlighting nick fury adventures pat did you watch this no i was tr planning to try to get around to it yesterday but i just never did probably watch right. it today i did not i i saw advertisements for it i thought it was a new movie and then i'm hearing it's on disney it's like oh that's a series that's how little <laughs> i've been paying attention so I guess the, the biggest, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, Pat. Um, but the biggest question I got for you, did you read Invasion, Secret Invasion storyline from back in the day? 
Yeah, I I really liked Secret Invasion in the comics. Okay. But I know this is probably has nothing. <laughs> well, Besides you know, obviously, yeah, scrolls. <laughs> Which I don't. I yeah, that's all I can say that I'm aware of what it was about before because I didn't read it, and uh, you know, so I'm I'm just watching it for what it is separately, um, and uh, I really don't have a a, a rating for this yet. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna give this a positive. Let's say seven, seven and a half bags of popcorn, just out the gate because I think episode one definitely kept me interested the entire time. And actually, to double down on that statement, I kind of put it on, not really feeling like watching a show, and it actually drew me in. So it was obviously quality enough to draw me in. You know. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, too, Pat. Uh, this is the first time we've seen Nick Fury since he disappeared in the snap, right? Oh, boy. I don't think so. But but you can't remember when otherwise it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw him in Captain Marvel, but that was... That was before the snap. In the timeline before the snap, yeah. That was actually released before the snap, too. And then the, the well, yeah, we did see him because I can't remember. The, the, some of the times we did see him, apparently he was a scrawl. You know, that was a Spider-Man with Mysterio. That was oh you know, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. that Spider-Man, yeah, okay. But they it did come out like well, you know, you sh you're on Earth. Well, no, I'm not on Earth. He was out in space somewhere. So he, I thought he had been shown, but I'm confused at this point. Yeah, what he he's in he was in space on, on working on Saber, right? That's a that's a new thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. Had we heard about that in prior movies? I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, I, I thought it showed him in space on some kind of a spaceship or something, doing something, but they didn't really. I don't, I don't believe they gave it a name or anything back then. Okay, well, yeah, that's where he was, and he's called down because um, his, you know, the scrawl that we did see at the end of Captain Marvel are, yeah, that's the other thing that was kind of, uh, you know, crazy about this, and again, this isn't a spoiler, it's just the way they set this up is, you know, the scrawl that Captain Marvel saved at the end of Captain Marvel, I would have assumed those were the only scroll on Earth, <laughs> you know? But I guess essentially, ever since that event, those scroll from the end of Captain Marvel have been inviting all the other scroll kind of refugees. To come, what are the bad guys that we thought were the good guys at the beginning of uh, Captain Marvel? What are they called? The Kree. The Kree, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're the scrawl that are refugees from the Kree onslaught have been kind of migrating to Earth ever since the end of Captain Marvel. Am I is, is that kind of the right way to put it, Pat? Makes sense. Yeah. So, so there's hundreds of scrawl and and everybody's aware of it. You know, all the people that matter, you know, like Nick Fury's aware of it, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is aware of it, all, you know, 
And so that's not the news. The news is now some of them aren't happy. I won't exactly tell you why, um, but some of them aren't happy. So they're going to do bad things. And of course, since they're scrolling, they can be anybody at any time. It's a tough, <laughs> it's a tough battle, right? <laughs> that's kind of the setup for this show. So again, I, I, you know, it's so funny too. I'd say this all the time that, you know, when things are brought up and then other things come up that are related to it and stuff like this, I've mentioned secret or uh, invasion of the body snatchers is one of my favorite classic sci-fi movies recently. And this has a real invasion of body snatchers feel, uh, which is what dawned on me almost immediately. Although it was very uh, odd for me. And I've mentioned this on previous shows before as well, that when they use the same actors for so much stuff, it was really uh, crazy for me to see, you know, Commander Krennic and uh, what's her name? Solo's girlfriend. Tira. Yeah, see her having, uh, you know, a relationship in this. They have a couple scenes where it's just the two of them. So I'm like, am I watching Star Wars or am I watching Marvel? It's like... <laughs> Because they're such major big parts of the Star Wars universe right now, too. And now we're seeing them in a Marvel show. And it's like, it's fine, I guess. You know, I think uh, my good friend Johnny pointed out to me. Well, you know, they're popular. You shouldn't complain about crap. You know, well, I'm going to complain about it. You know, I don't want Chris Evans back yet as, I don't know, Sunfire. I, you know, well, that's not a very good example. But you know what I mean. I, you know, it's it's every everybody is in everything that runs together no matter even if they're different characters especially if they're characters that are similar to their other characters you know which kira totally is you know so anyway um so i give this check it out uh you know I, i'd give uh, episode one definitely seven seven and a half bags of popcorn it's good check it out you know we'll see where it goes it could completely wreck itself or, but I'm hoping that it just completely plays out in a positive way, which it has so far for me. So, you said you're going to watch it today, Pat? Probably soon. Mike, you should check it out just so you have something to say next show. Okay. Say that like I've been silent for an hour and ten minutes. No, no, no. I didn't. I don't mean say something like just anything. I, I, I mean say something about one of the yeah one of the top shows that that we're on. You know, which I know you you've watched Silo, which is definitely good. You know, so. I'll I'll keep up. I, I just felt a little bit lonely maybe on this one. I don't know. Yeah, I was hoping to get into more of it. So you should too. I think you'd like it too, and I think uh, Mark would like it. Maybe yeah. them like it. Core might like it. Too. Who knows? You know. Well, last night we watched uh, Ant Man. Oh yeah. Quantum Mania or Quadruia, whatever. Um, I like that. That was good. It was fun. Yeah. But I guess I should have watched this instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should have mentioned. Well, you you actually mentioned to me you watched Ant Man afterwards, but then I think you were just getting ready to finish your pick three stuff. So. Yep. Which is a perfect segue. Yeah, it is. You ready for uh, pick three now? I'm ready. All right, here we go.
All right, awesome. All right, here we go. <laughs> you know, as I was uh, selecting these, um, I wasn't, you know, I was wasn't too impressed with. Them. But then once I see them all together, I'm like, oh, actually, these are this is a good group. I do like it. Um, so How here, this one, Pat? Um, I had five strong contenders. I had to hash out, hash it out with. Nice. Yep. So uh, here are covers for ten books coming out this Wednesday, June twenty eighth. And the Acceler Group and our families have selected our three favorites. Can you believe it's almost the end of... Or it is the end of June already. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, we got one more Sunday. One more, yeah. Sunday. One more Saturday, yeah. So, uh, you got favorites? You have issues there? Before I start revealing these? You know, I... <laughs> I don't know why I, you know, but I'm, I'm not, I wasn't feeling that detective. I, I don't like that Riddler. I don't like the silk. I don't like the, uh, um, what's that? Joseph 1957. Joseph, yeah. yeah. Not really fans of those. So I guess overall, you know, I wasn't a big fan of this week, but I guess, you know, like the way Pat just put it was saying he had five strong contenders. Mm. I had four strong contenders. So I guess that's good. Um, yeah. yeah. As long as it's more than three. Yep. Now I have to say that Joseph 1950s, it's solicited to be out this coming week. Number one came out a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's actually, if, if, uh, it's going to be delayed or what, but it's, it's a really, it's a small publisher too. I what is that publisher? I can't even remember. I have number one downstairs. Well, look I was at actually, the box. Well, I'm, yeah. What is My it? CEX. Is it CEX or is it sex? No, no, no. <laughs> That's why I was getting, trying ah. to get Mike to say, you know, ah. cause I was wondering that myself. I'm like, what publisher is this sex? What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I almost, uh, I almost, this isn't the book that I'm reviewing this week, but it almost was number one. I almost reviewed it. You and your monkeys. You and your monkeys. <laughs> no, you put a gorilla on and then you put them in a freaking astronaut suit. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what we got? All right. Well, you're going to love this. So in uh, third, the third place, third place cover. We have Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I didn't run down all the covers. Yeah, that's what I meant when we said when I said what we got. All right. Yeah. Well, you don't know what third place is. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've got Detective Comics uh, 1073 by Kelly Jones. And I love this one because of that yellow background. I think uh, I've kind of grown weary of Kelly Jones's style over the last 20 years or so. But this one really struck me because of that background. And then uh, Action Comics 1056, Steve Beach. And this is where we're at. You're weary of, a, of an artist's style that I've never heard of. Yeah, you have. You've seen them. I may seen have them. seen them, but I'm, I'm not, I've never heard that name. See, I thought Mike was a big Kelly Jones fan. Well, I, I was for a long time, but then it's just, okay, it's, you know, his... Because he's so close to, like, Bernie Wrightson in a way. He's very... Uh, 
inspired by him but uh yeah it's just a lot of his stuff i'm like okay yeah i'm just not interested anymore wow. he's a great guy i've seen some amazing interviews with him he's a great guy he did, was, he did the uh um what do you call it night's end stuff yeah or uh or uh what was the first nightfall nightfall bane yeah. bane and batman yeah i was never a big fan of his mm -hmm. but i i really like this cover i think you know part of it's the coloring yeah interesting interesting yeah <laughs> so we'll have to make sure kevin gets uh kelly jones on uh cover <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you're like oh yeah i've seen <laughs> yeah um, he does really good horror stuff, so that's probably another outside of the Batman. Maybe that's why Kevin's not—he's not, he's not on the radar so much. Maybe um, Silk Number Two, Dave Johnson. Man, I love this. I love westerns too, and I, I love Dave Johnson's work. That's there what I totally. <laughs> when I was talking to my family about it, I was like, "That Silk cover's just in there because it's a western." <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't like it. Although it does look like a movie poster, so I like that setup, you know. Yeah. Did you say Action Comics? Yeah, Steve Beach, 1056. Okay. okay. And I like this one, you know, kind of when, when you go back to Patrick's uh, cover combat, that Spawn Haunt cover where they do the split. I've never been a fan of those because most of the time things don't match up perfectly. Um, but And I really like this one, how they did the split on this one. Not that it's the same, you know. Well, the yeah, who is same. that on the left? I, I like the split, too. Who is that on the left? You know? I don't know. I'm not reading action, but it seems like I should be. I hear uh, good stuff about it. Yeah, that looks that looks really cool. That looks that reminds me of the spacesuit, Zod spacesuit from Man of Steel. That's what I was thinking, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right, next up, Batman. The Adventure Continues, number six by uh, Gillian March. Uh, Bryn Moore, number one, Damian Worm. Riddler, year one, uh, number five by Bruno Redondo. You know, as soon as I saw that one, I, I was like, is this another World War Tree cover? Or what's, what's it called? World Tree. Oh, World Tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it look really similar to that, which we just had in the last show, too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Then uh, Alien, number three, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. It was a toss-up between this and the A cover, and this one's just a little more stylized um, than the A cover. Uh, Extreme Venom, Venom verse number one, the second print, Romolo Fajardo Jr. Sorry to Romolo for butchering your name. <laughs> then Guardians of the Galaxy number two, the second printing, Marco Cicchetto. And... Uh, then Joseph, 1957, number two, Fabiano Ambu. And on those second prints, go to uh, the Acceler Facebook page. I, I highlighted some upcoming uh, reprints. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's cool. And and those two made it on there. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Now we'll get to uh, what we all know already. The, the third place cover was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, second printing. Very nice. No surprise there. I think we're all fans of uh, Chichetto's work. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. And then this is where it goes off the rails for one of us. Number two, we have 
Detective Comics 1073 from Kelly Jones. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the positive, the positive things you guys have to say about this cover. So, I mean, yeah, I love you both so much. Your, your artistic appreciation being totally outside of any scope of mine is uh, very interesting. And, and, I'm, and I'm thankful to have you all around me because of it. So, so now, because we pointed out, you like it more, right? I can appreciate it. Um, no, I still don't like it, but, <laughs> but I can appreciate it more. <laughs> All right, and number one. Hey, was this guy doing those detective frame books that I love so much? The recent ones? Yeah. No. No. Ah. Not him. But those what are happened to awesome. those? Those are awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was in the running for this one. Um, but I I like Patrick pointed out the colors. I think it's the coloring that really, really got this one. Oh, oh, so this, oh, you did you say this is the B cover and then the, the frame is the A cover? Is that what it is? Correct. Yes. You picked this over the frame? Dang, go. I did. I did. It's those colors, man. They're great. And it's Batman climbing up the side of a building. He looks like he has, like, eagle wings, though. You know, it's not my, my yeah. general. You know, That's Kelly You guys are mentioning the color, how much you like. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, even uh, the way Kelly Jones always does Batman's cow, the, the ears are so long and exaggerated. Even Marcus yeah. pointed it out. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> so he didn't like it? <laughs> um, no, he voted for it. I oh, explained okay. it to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. And number one, surprisingly, wow, Riddler, you're one. Yep, that gum. I would, I think I was a big goose egg this week. Yeah, the two that you dislike the most, yeah, <laughs> one and two. Yeah, these this this week, there were a lot of really uh, kind of different styles. The Guardians of the Galaxy was definitely my fourth when I said that there was four strong ones. It was my fourth and right. I should have picked that one, of course, apparently. But yeah. Yeah, you like that action and uh, extreme venom verse. Yeah. So this kid, where do I know that kid from? This the Is he the Riddler in Hush? Or yeah well this is this is riddler year one so i think this goes well i mean not hush batman oh. batman right the movie. oh in the in the movie? the movie i don't know i'm not reading this no the, this the portrait this is a person do you know what i'm talking about pat no okay robert pattinson's the batman right yeah yeah the kid that ended up being the hush the hush Right? Looks just like this kid. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I do not. I, what I, I will say is I don't like how they're sort of <clears throat> taking elements from that Riddler from the Robert Pattinson Batman and sort of seemingly making him into 
the DC continuity, the, the, that version of Riddler, I'm not a huge fan of, even though I like that the Batman movie. Seems like they're trying to integrate the two. Yeah, I agree with that statement there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to find a good picture of this kid. There he is. <laughs> kid? He's like 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you're our age, that's kid. When you've got a 30-year-old son, all 30-year-olds become kids. Kids. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying now. They're they're trying to take elements of that Paul Dano exactly picture you're showing there and sort of merging him into DC continuity. From from what I can tell from the outside, not reading the comics. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, right? Okay, so I'm not crazy. Good. I love when we come to that conclusion. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Those are our three favorites. Not everybody's three favorites. <laughs> well, thank you. The Karen. audience enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And and yeah, it's excellent job. I'm I'm glad you know. I feel like I would be the worst pick 10 for the pick three candidate of, 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 of all of us. You know, I would, all my stuff would look the same. It would be the super generic, the, you know, stuff that like, I'm the perfect guy to pick what sells on the whatnot show. Cause I feel like the people showing up for the whatnot show. Well, I shouldn't say that, you know, because like, I just had a crappy Thursday show, but in general, when I watch other shows and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. But it's all like this new, you know, normal, you know, nothing artistic kind of flashy stuff that sells there. You know, not – that's what my pick three would look like if I was in charge, you know. I have you know. no problem if you want to submit five or if you want to go for ten, one of the – like a guest uh... – well, I think we talked about it one time. It would be fun. I think we should do maybe for the anniversary show this year or something where we all switch segments. That yeah. would be fun, right? I can't do the action figures, though. No, okay. We just volunteered. We're going to do action figures. I'm going to do pick three, and Pat's going to do what Pat watched. <laughs> it's decided. It's set in stone. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Cool. All right, but something that I, I do think I'm okay with is uh, hold on a second. Um, <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Boiler alert! It doesn't matter where I'm at this week. So. Yeah. Uh oh. All right, let's find out what the heck he's talking about. Just for the record, Paul the Kid Dano is 39. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's 19, though. That's what I was gonna say. He looks really. He looks. I bought 30, but I wouldn't have. I would 39. That gum. Yep. Is that uh, that picture? Couldn't I don't know that picture. I should have looked when that picture was. It might be an old picture of him. You know. Yeah, probably when he was 37. <laughs> Oh, 
He was in Cowboys and Aliens. Jeez, when was that? That was a long time ago. Yeah. All right. He was, he was Percy in Cowboys and Aliens from. Daggum! I can't. I can't even find the year. Guess the year though, Pat. Cowboys. Two thousand ten. Two thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say eleven. So ten. I was yeah. gonna say twelve, but there you oh, go. Gosh. Another garbage, disappointing movie that I thought I would love, but anyway. Yep, I thought I'd hate it, so I didn't watch it. Pat, did you see it? I never saw it. Well, don't waste your time. <laughs> I don't think anybody else did anyway. Either. <laughs> anyway, but we're here to talk about comics we read, though. Mike, yeah. did you read a comic? Or a comic? I did. 2011. 2011, you nailed it, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> I did read one. Um, I did not hold read... Hold on, it. hold on. So he was 28. No. 27. Don't bring math into this. He was 27. So, kid. kid. <laughs> All right, Mike, what'd you read? All right. I did not read Astrobots number two. Oh. But I did read. Oh, interesting. Void Rivals number one. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Do you guys know anything about it? Have you been on the. Because it's all that's it's like the biggest talk of the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, think you, you, I mean, it's it's impossible not to to avoid spoilers because of the books that's coming out, that are spun out, spinning out, or have been announced. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this actually came out uh, June fourteenth, and Void Rivals number one by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De, De Felici. Um. Yeah, everybody's already talked this uh, book up, but I'll give you a quick rundown. We've got two rivals. Uh, they crash on a planetoid. Um, and wait, I can't even read my own notes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and basically, in you know, so they're rivals and they're, you know, technically they should try to kill each other. But in... Uh, not doing so and working together they're basically breaking all kinds of protocol and things like that but in order for each of them to survive they need to work together to try to get off the planet both of the, their ships have crashed and uh they're both in different uh you know one's more destroyed than the other one um one of the characters his name's derek and he has this glove and it's pretty funny it's called a hand droid <laughs> and, it, and it actually it, it's kind of uh that that's it on his right hand there and it, it talks to him and it you know uh uh explain it, it can uh like determine how much damage his ship has sustained and where they are and things like that um, does it control him like you know does it could it choke him if it wanted to kind of thing you know well yeah it it, it drug him out of the rubble he was oh, unconscious that's, that sounds dangerous out, so. take that yeah, off <laughs> yeah, yeah, because basically, you know, he's he's it's telling him, "Hey, you're breaking protocol." <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it'll turn him in, I guess. Um, and you know, the biggest uh, reveals while they're um, kind of searching around for a way to get off. The big reveal was they discover and awaken Jetfire. Um, which is great. It's creating the first part of a new shared universe. Yeah. And the shared universe is, is going to be called an 
Energon, hmm. uh, which will be right now. It's going to be Void Rivals, Transformers, and GI Joe. They're all going to be in the shared universe. Um, so I'm rooting right, for this. I'm rooting for this. Yeah, this was this was really good. It was even if you take out the the Transformers element that was shown here, this was a really cool story. Um, and I'm sure I know Kevin's a big fan of Enemy Mine from the '80s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It totally reminded me of Enemy Mine. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I assume Patrick was too. I mean, we all grew up the same era. It's... Pat? You know, it's funny. I My dad was a huge fan of that movie. Oh, yeah. As a result of that, I couldn't stand it because that's the only movie he ever, ever wanted to watch was Enemy Mine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I get that. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, Dennis Quaid and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it has feels of that. You know, the... the you know enemies obviously yeah. uh, so if you take out the transfer this is still a really really fun story um and i'm looking forward to the next issue uh i won't there, there's still some cool stuff that goes on at, at the at the end so i won't reveal that for any spoilers um so there were neat stuff outside of the transformers which is kind of overshadowing everything um well but, like you uh, said go ahead sorry. I was just saying, I just wanted to clarify that when I said I'm rooting for this, I'm not, I wasn't just talking about this book being good, but the whole crossover aspect and all of it becoming kind of connected universes, having that make sense. That sounds exciting, you know, hopefully it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we're getting to the creative teams that are going to be doing these books. Um, So Transformers number one is going to be out in October and we have Daniel Warren Johnson writing and drawing this which is exciting um yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan of both his writing and drawing uh i think patrick likes his artwork as well yeah but when i think of daniel warren johnson i don't think transformers that right. i'm scratcher about this <laughs> but that, that, looks, that looks good i mean yeah. what do you think when you think of daniel warren johnson not robots and vehicles and he's more you know out there crazy anatomy stylistic you know it's weird maybe it'll work though yeah because these are very yeah the very specific lines and and certain rules that you have to follow in drawing these characters um yeah and he's very stylized and and things like that so i'm excited for it because i think uh it'll be pretty challenging for him And, and from what i've heard he's a huge transformers fan so it must be that goes a long way in uh and I think in what Kirkman's doing because he's a huge Transformers fan. So you've got fans of the the, the IP creating it. So you know that's uh, and it's not just the IP; it's the classic stuff. They grew up with this stuff. Pat, did you say you were a Transformers fan when you were a kid? No, no? I wasn't. Because I heard something interesting that I wasn't aware of. Um, maybe you guys won't be either. But Beast Wars and Transformers were like a totally different thing, even though they obviously were the same universe and similar. But they weren't kind of integrated the way they did in the movie. Did you guys hear? Did you guys were you aware of that? No. Yeah, the no. way the movie integrated them—that's not how it was in the comics or in the, with the action figures lore or whatever. I, which I didn't know that. I thought you know that I thought they were Transformers that transformed into Beast. But Beast, right. I guess Beast Wars is a totally separate thing, you know. But anyway. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I never watched the, sh- the cartoon growing up. I didn't read any of the books. But I'm I'm really excited about all this. Uh, yeah. And then next up, we've got um, 
Duke number one is in December, and then Cobra Commander number one is in January. And those are written by Joshua Williamson and uh, artwork Andrea Milana, who I'm not familiar with. You familiar with Williamson? No? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's he, what's he from? Um, he wrote The Flash. Yeah. Ah, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just he wrote a big run of uh, the uh, Rebirth Flash stuff. Uh, okay. So, um, I think he did a little bit of Batman too between uh, Tom King and and uh, what's his name? Who's on there now? I don't know. Anyway, I don't pay. See, that's the reason. Yeah. I I couldn't even tell you who the artist and writer for the current books I'm reading. reading are. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know I'm just having a brain fart here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we've got December, January for the GI Joe books, October for the Transformer book, um, and this is I think this series, uh, Void Rivals. It's it's a must have. This is the beginning of some really. Uh, great world building and some good stories by some really uh, well-respected creators. So um, this is a must-have. Hey, Mike, can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you put that in my pull box? <laughs> Void Rivals, number one? Yeah. That came out two weeks ago. I grabbed the last copy off of the shelf at Flashback so oh. I can read it. <laughs> I have... I have uh, I've, I have the one in 10 variant covering. And then I think I have three copies of number one. I might be able to find a way to get you one. That's what I was going to say. Can you hook me up to at least borrow one? Maybe, maybe a trade if I like it. Enough, but yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll trade you some. I have a, an extra number one. You can, you can, I'll trade you for. That's another big difference between the three of us that I'm a, you know, as I change, I basically purge and I move on. You guys are awesome because you kind of keep things forever. So like 20 years later, when you change your mind, you still have the old stuff you wish you still had. I purge, move on. And then 20 years later, I'm like, man, I wish I had that. And then I got to buy it all again. Yeah. That's why I'm, that's where all my money goes. Yeah. I mean, you're, you've purged some key books and I'm going, that's why I asked him like, these are doubles, right? Or are you purging <laughs> keys? You're like, yeah, I'm purging keys. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Stay tuned on Acceler. We're going to have some uh, keys up for up for sale here well we've already got some yeah. put up some great key you know slabbed copies so anyway we'll yeah. talk about that later too well, some of those other ones are ready to go when you get a chance i put them at the front okay cool okay um, yeah just to tie into mike's uh, review here th th this is all kind of interesting because this this all sort of came out sort of at the same time you know this is all the fallout from the idw i guess mm -hmm. you know implosion and losing licenses and things like that because now we we find out that gi joe and transformers are going to you know kirkman over at skybound image and uh marvel is set to reprint rom and micronauts so it looks like possibly they're getting that ip back and so we'll see if there's new stuff that's yeah. going to be put out or or just going to be the classic material so all of that sounds good to me yeah, I think a lot of people were worried that Marvel was going to get G.I. Joe and Transformers back and they didn't want it to go that route. I think IDW really drove a wedge between fans and the book. You know, that nobody really liked the direction, especially the G.I. Joe stuff. 
uh, people were really dissatisfied with it over the last 10 years. Really? And, and this, yeah, I think this is going to pull a lot of people back in. Um, I don't know if Larry Hama is going to be involved in the G.I. Joe. I don't know if he's editing it or, or something like that. But I thought I saw that he was. Uh, G.I. Joe 301, he's writing it. So. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So that's, that's, I think they're really going to draw all those fans back in. So, and I don't think Kirkman will allow it to get messed up. I think he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let me take, I forgot my pictures up there. Well, you know, we're still talking about it. So, yeah. <laughs> I got to scroll to take it down. There you go. All right, Patrick, what do you got? All right. Well, I took a bunch of stuff with me on vacation and intending to read some things and didn't do a really good job. One of the things I had was The Last Ronin, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it, I have the hardcover, took it with me, and I only got as far as basically the first issue. Um, so it's it's too early to tell. I'm, I'm undecided. I didn't love what, it's, what amounts to the first issue. Uh, I thought the art was okay. Thought the writing was just okay and part of it too i think is because I, it was spoiled what was going on in this book um mm -hmm. sort of you know you're, you're seeing this last you know lone turtle but he seems to be carrying conversation on with the rest of them and you come to find out that he you know spoiler that's the title he is the last turtle surviving and that he's just like sort of hearing voices from the past or you know imagining his uh, brothers um like i said I, I it's too early i i'll i'll get back to you on this one um just sort of up in the air on it right now okay i like the concept i like the idea behind it but we'll see if they execute it yeah and do you I've guys heard nothing, heard nothing but great things about it do you the only thing i remember you know at the time was was there was like an artist wasn't there an artist deal where they started with one guy and he couldn't deliver and they had to yeah or something so yeah the, yeah the first issue was delayed because yeah it was uh, I, and i don't know their names I, I can't remember who the initial artist was um but and i don't even know who was not happy with i don't know if it was uh eastman or laird or both of them but uh yeah they were unsatisfied with the artwork so they got rid of him and brought someone else in to redo it all oh okay and, yeah and what's funny i've got the ash can which has the original i think it has the original art in it okay um and i'll have to dig that out and kind of or i don't want to dig those out i'll look online i, I it would, it would be interesting to see how they compare yeah because i was fine with the ash can artwork I, I thought it was good interesting um and it's interesting that you're you're not please you're or, you know over the moon about the art that they 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 actually selected so yeah, it's it's sort of just average, I'd say, and it, it's uh, I give the credits. It's written by Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz, and the artist, at least for the first issue, was Ben Bishop. So I don't know what who the original was. This is sort of this situation happened with uh, Hellboy at one point. Um, Mike or Dark Horse Mike Mignola had hired Lee Bermejo to take over for Mike, uh, and because of you know delays he wasn't delivering in time they tell he went back and um 
redid all his uh, stuff, and it's wow. it's it's interesting to see the comparisons between uh, Duncan Fergrado, who was who who they uh, eventually landed on to, to take mm-hmm. over. Uh, you can compare the the pages one for one against each other. It's it's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I, I've always thought that would be great to do is is uh, have a script and a book written, and then and they may have done this somewhere and give it to like five different artists. I mean, yeah. probably before, and I think you said they've done it, and then have them all draw just off of that with no, you know, discussions with the writers or anything, and and see how right how it turns out. I want them to do that in music too. Someone write a song, the music and the lyrics, and then give it to five different bands and, and see what they come up with. <laughs> yeah. I like stuff like that. Yeah, that would be cool. So, well, so, I'm interested to hear this because I, I read issue one, um, and that's as far as I got. And I thought it was pretty good. I don't read the turtles at all, but this, like you said, the concept of this was really yeah. So I gave it a shot. Yeah, we'll see. I'll get back to you on it. Okay. Hopefully. I- I bought all six of them and then sold them all on whatnot. <laughs> well, no surprise here. I have three copies, number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm never going to get around to reading this. And, and right. it was hot. It was hot at the moment. So, you know, I got a pretty good yeah. deal for it, you know. But anyway. All right. I got back to, uh, or shouldn't say back to, I continued on my monstrous journey in uh, the trade paperback volume two. I read chapter seven, which is, this is issue seven and chapter eight. uh, This is issue eight. Um, You know, I figured I have the trade volume two, so might as well read it to issue 12, right? Right. Yeah, because you were saying that it's, kind of you enjoyed the first arc but now it's just kind of not your thing yeah it seemed it took a turn but i and and again you know i we talk about this regularly too it's kind of like the mood of what you're reading i didn't notice what i was talking about where it felt like it was written towards more of a female audience in issue six i didn't feel that in issue seven at all um that being said not a whole lot happened in issue seven uh, first of all, this creature you see on the cover of issue seven, this is the creature that's inside Maiko, Maiko, um, you know, the, the character, the girl that you usually see on the cover of all the monstrous, this creature is what is inside of her that I've kind of given a venom reference to before, which this is exactly how it looks in the book too. So maybe you might understand even more so how I've given it kind of venom reference, you know, it, it kind of looks like some kind of crazy symbiotic thing. And, uh, you know, this is what, you know, if I've talked about it before that she's missing an arm Mm -hmm. and basically whenever she needs to fight, this creature comes out of her arm, but is still attached or comes out of her shoulder but is still attached to her shoulder as it's, you know, doing what it wants. It's still its own separate entity inside of her that exposes itself to the real world just outside of her shoulder socket. It's kind of... Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, But anyway, in issue seven, uh, just a little bit of a reminder of where I was, 
she met up with a bunch of old friends and met some new friends to team up with to continue her journey on finding out information about her past and her mother and about this creature that's inside of her and you know possibly how to get rid of it as well um and that's kind of all that happens in seven uh I guess that there is an interesting point where she is starting to care more about her friends. She's kind of an angry girl. She's she she's bitter about life. She she's only around other people because she realizes she two reasons. One, she realizes they that she needs them, or two, they won't leave her alone. You know, and I'm and I'm talking about friends in that in regard. You know, I talk about the little fox girl, which moving on to issue eight. a uh, little fox girl and the cat which is like a wizard um are highlighted on the cover of issue 8 and these are the two that uh won't leave her alone that that are constantly attaching themselves to her in her journey uh as they are very important parts of the journey and you know she starts to warm up to that actually in this episode or in this issue um and that's what what I was mentioning the only thing that really happens in issue 7 besides for more of the same where she's starting to build relationship with these new people she's having memories about her mother with the old friend she's reunited with the only thing that happens in this is she starts to care about the people around her so whenever she kind of loses control and this thing wants to come out and feed essentially it gets hungry and it needs to come out of her to feed She jumps into the ocean. Um I may have mentioned, I think I did. She's on a ship headed to the Isle of Bones, which is where her she needs to go for the next part of her quest. Um she actually jumps out of the ship to go to the bottom of the ocean to to protect people on the ship from this creature and uh and actually there's a mermaid there and this thing eats a mermaid it's pretty, it's pretty crazy <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um <clears throat> then issue 8 starts to get a little bit more interesting i've mentioned the 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 dawn court and the dusk court which are separate factions of the arcanics which are part animal part human or part mystical being and part human um but there's two separate factions the dawn and the dusk courts um aside from us just <clears throat> excuse me following their journey on the ship to where they're headed they we visit the dawn and the dusk court separately to see what they're what's what's going on with them while she's journeying to the Isle of Bones and everybody knows she's headed there and we start to find out about why she's headed there and what what's going on there that Maika doesn't even know yet uh that she's in store for because there's a there's some there's some god there the lord of the Cameron or something like that is there and Maika doesn't even know that yet she's just kind of following visions that that's where she needs to go next and and memories and stuff. She doesn't really even know why she's going there. She just knows the next answer to the unanswered question she has is there. That's why she's heading there. But we're seeing in issue 
the dusk and the dawn courts talking about what happens if she reaches there and we need to stop her. So then there's actually a big event that happens on the ship that uh, people trying to stop her. Um, they don't succeed, of course. And uh, this issue was pretty good. I, I really liked uh, issue eight a lot. And again, it, it did not give me the same feel I was talking about with issue six either. Um, That's good. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I, I can tell you exactly. There was like, it seemed like every other page in issue six, they were talking about goddesses. And, and it seemed like every single character that they were introducing us to was female as well. So that's why I was, had this feel of it's direct. It's just aiming towards females, but then there's more male characters in issue seven and eight. So it kind of, I don't know, you know, I don't know whether that was just a, a one hit kind of thing or, you know, one shot kind of thing with issue six, but I didn't feel the same thing with issue seven and eight. So I'm, I'm moving back into wanting to continue to, to read this now, you know, because, and I said this about issue six, anyway, the art is obviously beautiful. You know, the writing's well done, you know, the story's being told well. So it, you know, I'm yeah. enjoying it. It was just, I didn't feel like it was for me for six, but I'm, I'm moving back into maybe it, it is for me in uh, seven and eight. So I, you know, I'm back to giving these get it's for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm happy I have the trade. I didn't have to go because I may have, after reading issue six, been like, I'm done. I'm not going to read this anymore. Um, so I'm glad I have the trade pushing me to read to 12. And I hope by the time I get to 12, I want uh, the third. Cause I'm, I think I may have ordered volume three already, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Are these two characters kind of like comic relief or are they kind of lighthearted characters? You know, no, oh, but, they but, they, but they are kind of, so they aren't intentionally comic relief, but they are kind of funny. Like the Fox girl, she's so naively innocent. She mm -hmm. says like amusing things and does amusing things, but right. she's not trying to be funny. She's just being her, you know? Yeah. And, okay. and the cat is very funny because he's a cat, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's as serious as can be. He's serious and he's angry. So maybe he, that's where the, it's kind of humorous where exactly. you got this little cat and he's like, okay. Yeah, so it is funny, but that's not, it doesn't feel like that's the intent, you know, it's, right. and that's another thing, and that's what I said, like, Maika being a angry girl, and then this is her, her, these are the three close-knit people or characters of the book, is the cat and the fox girl, Maika, it's a very interesting trio, you know, yeah. so, well, that's good, yeah, and, and the cat doesn't want the little fox girl there at all, the only reason the fox girl's there is because she refuses to leave them alone. And the cat literally wants to kill the fox girl. But Maika just keeps protecting the fox girl from the cat girl, the cat. And yeah. then is constantly telling the, the fox girl to leave him alone. It's like, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic. It's it's funny. It's fun. You know, funny. Well, obviously they shop at the same store. Right. I was going to say. <laughs> I'll buy the shirt and buy the pants. <laughs> Well, they're on a pirate ship. It's a uniform. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, I'm I'm back to uh, get it for okay. monstrous issues seven and eight. I just found the uh, second printing for number one. 
the other day. That was insane. Yeah. And that's, we're not going to say where secret, secret location. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I found it for 10 bucks. I've been looking for that since I missed it when it was initially solicited. Cause that, that number two or number one, second printing so hard to find. Got it for 10 bucks. And how much did you say it was going for? See that it was going for on eBay? Um, people list it for 200 plus. And that's usually where I've seen it in the past. So that was a good snag. Yeah, it was. You're impressive with those uh, bargain finds. Yeah. Yeah, I had a stack. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, because I only had 15 bucks on me. And I'm like, okay, these are all going back. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, cool. So that was good. Are we ready to move into Pat's? Yep. I'm going to run and refresh my coffee while his introduction starts. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready, Pat, though? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. I feel so alone when no one else's video live video feed is going. Yeah, I'm still here though. Okay. <laughs> All right. Give you a All quick right. update on the uh, Dragonfly Hazlab because it's June, right? You know what that means. It is. Oh, yo, oh man, I keep forgetting. What is it again? It's GI June. GI June, right? Sorry about that. Uh, it's the campaign's chugging along, doing just fine. Um, it passed the first stretch goal of the first additional figure, and now they they had announced when this was going to unlock, but they hadn't shown who was going to unlock. So at sixteen thousand orders, it will unlock Jane Glenda Mulligan 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 Han. I don't know how you say that Mulligan. Mulligan, 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 maybe, Mulligan? maybe that's it. Mulligan. Silent G. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with this character. Me neither. Um, but they are currently just before the show. I looked, and they're just under fourteen thousand orders. So they're they got two thousand more to unlock her, and then there's another one at I think at eighteen thousand, if I'm not mistaken. So it's chugging along. Um. Couple more. When's it end? I think at the end of the month, maybe. I knew that last week, but yeah, I don't have it written down. Sorry. That's good. <clears throat> Still have some time. Yeah. Um, more announcements for GI June. <clears throat> we have Grunt. He's sort of like the normal Grunt soldier. Right. <laughs> right. Um, nice. Additional head, helmet, accessories. We have Low Light. Do I remember him from back in the day? I think I had his figure. That's cool. That rifle case is awesome. Everything fits in there, right? I would assume so. That's pretty cool. I like that. That would be cool. 
Yeah, I'm sure you guys are more in tune with details like that than I would be. It is neat. Um, in a more um, deluxe figure, this is the Cobra Snow Serpent. Um, I think he's kind of cool. You can kind of see on the box art there, he has like that wolf's head thing for his disguise. Um, That's great. That is cool. So the normal, the normal releases of Grunt and Lowlighter that, you know, 25 retail price point, the Snow Serpent is 35 because he comes decked out with more accessories and gear. And that's Uh, the one I want. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't been seeing any of these in store. I have. Uh, I think part of it, it, well, it depends on your point of view. A a part of them, for, for me, they're easy to overlook because they're, still in that cardboard packaging phase and a lot of it's not i've seen some really bad uh, like uh you see these ones let me see here let's go back to grunt and low light they're using um they're featuring the actual figure a lot more in the packaging whereas the ones i've been seeing in the last few months have been using uh you know artwork as the main focus of the front of the package Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of them haven't been great, in my opinion. Uh. Um, but I have seen seen them here and there. Target, especially, um, seems to be the place I see them the most. Um, we've been on a hot toys streak here, so let's talk about IG twelve. Oh, <laughs> I said. Back at the time when uh, Mandalorian was going on, and I, I feel like they just put him in there to make a toy out of him. Hey, yeah, um, he did. <laughs> you can spend two hundred sixty-four dollars and get the Hot Toys version of IG Twelve. Oh man! Um, so we'll run through some of his uh, features. Uh, there's his like sort of like spec sheet, you know, a um, little over fourteen inches tall. He has electronic features. We'll get you can see that a little better in the in the in the shots coming up. There he is compared to an apple. Um, you can fit a little Grogu. I'm sorry, Din Grogu in the cockpit area. Uh, there he is with the melon that he was trying to run off with. Uh, there you can see you can swap out. You can take Grogu, Din Grogu out. You can put the little uh, creature, the little uh, droid. Well, I don't think they ever really named the. Th- oh, he's one. not the one that was actually in yeah. uh, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, yeah. yeah. Babu Freak, right? His race, which they race. they will spell out here. I think we'll see that coming up here. What what they're called? Um, you can see he has the electronic sound features for yes and no. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> uh, and you nailed it with this just being in there for an action. <laughs> Although you know, this looks cooler to me as an action figure than it did in the show, though. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh there's a stand. Um there he is just sort of posed with there he is interacting with Dinjarin. Uh swap out with the creature. View from the back. Scaled to the alien creature. Here here's a comparison between IG eleven and IG twelve. I don't know why they had to show you that. I mean uh, there is another comparison from the back. Yeah, can you go to that front one again? Actually, yeah. 
yeah, it's just the chest is out and it's darker. That's yeah, there's nothing really. Yeah, else. yeah, huh. that is odd. There he is mediating the fight between the two factions. <laughs> how much does that? How much is that set? <laughs> yeah, those are sold separately. Okay. And we're, and we're gonna kind of get into that territory here when we get to the uh, the uh, uh, accessories version of this figure. Okay. Um, a few more shots with other figures, brutes. <laughs> <laughs> So some food. Uh, again, there's everything it comes with, I guess, again, for some reason. All right. So this is the accessory pack. Um, this will cost you additional monies. It will be $360 for all of this. Everything we've already seen, plus some exclusive accessories to go with other figures. We have... In Grogu's pram, hover pram. Uh, we have. They are Anzellans. That's the alien race. We get two, oh, okay. additionals, two additional uh, creatures for a total of three if you buy the whole set. We get a mouse droid. <laughs> oh, man. We get accessories for Din, stolen what? from the troopers. Not Din himself. He's sold separately. But there's the backpack. That you, look how the backpack is there, Kevin. There's your answer. Yep, yep. <laughs> Got to pull that cape over to the side. Yep. <clears throat> See, now um, they've totally failed on the show. Because he never pulls his key. He just, he just pops <laughs> it over his back and it just snaps right in. Yeah. He doesn't take that second to move the cape around. Uh, and finally, we have some accessories. Bo-Katan, her, her new shoulder pauldron with the mythosaur and her energy shield that attaches to her forearm. And apparently this is a new, from what I could tell, this is a new Bo-Katan they haven't solicited yet. The old one had plastic hair. This one has real like rooted hair, like, you know, like Barbie doll yeah, figure yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of people were kind of excited and they thought this looked pretty good. But so far she hasn't been uh, put up for sale yet. Looks really good. Jeez, oh man. So you gotta buy the IG twelve to get all these cool accessories for your Dinjarin and Bokatan figures. That's messed up. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Unless they're gonna sell those accessories by themselves. That's what it seems like. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought you were gonna do. I thought you were gonna tell us these accessories for this that have partially for that set, it'll be another two hundred or something like that. But you gotta buy yeah, like I said, you got to buy AG12 to get accessory. That that doesn't seem to make sense. I don't know. You know, well, a lot of the crossover it, thing. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say a lot of it has to do with a lot of these figures have already been released, so they're sort of like playing a catch-up game where you can add the extra accessories. Some, but then, so I don't know where they're what route they're going with the Bo-Katan because she apparently is a new, totally new figure. So why she wouldn't come with that with stuff? Yeah. yeah. Well, G.I. Joe used to sell, remember back in the day, you used to be able to just get accessory packs. Yeah, it's kind of a neat thing. Star Wars has actually done it too. And because of the, this, we're going down a little bit of side road. And I didn't, I didn't feature any McFarlane, even though there were some new announcements this week. Maybe I'll catch up with McFarlane next week. But because there's a no weapon policy with the DC Universe figures that McFarlane is making, 
he is actually releasing like a weapons pack that can be used with the DC oh. figures. Oh, genius. <laughs> nice. You have to order that directly from his McFarlane Toys online site. Yeah, okay. Good way to get around things. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we'll totally go to the cheap end of the action figure market. Well, of course, there's going to be some reaction. They announced the new Rocky reaction figures this week. Oh, man. <laughs> I like those. Um, three in this wave. Although, I think there was an exclusive... Uh, there was an exclusive version of Rocky, a beat-up version. He seemed to be like a chase or a limited uh, release. Um, and he's showing up as sold out on the Super 7 website. Wow. Um, he has, you know... They're really... I, I would have pulled a pick, but they're really... You really couldn't see much difference other than the card art. The card art was bloodied up and bruised. Um, it was hard to see the differences in the actual figure itself. Hmm. Um, Those are awesome. Anybody looking to, for a gift for Johnny? There you go. Right there. Yeah. I did not know he was a big Rocky fan. Huge. Huge. Yeah, he loves cool. Rocky so much. Yeah. Interesting. He loves his Rocky so much he's got all his daughters loving it too. <laughs> yep. Uh, and finally to wrap it up, lay off something a little different in I was surprised at the sticker price on this when I saw it because Tw Tweeter had it. It's a statue manufacturer. They've done some really good stuff in the past. A lot of good, really cool classic DC figures or statues. And they're announcing a new line called Myths and Monsters. And this is their first release. And he's the Gilman Maquette. Um, he's really cool, I think. Uh, yeah. He comes with some alternate heads we'll get here in a second uh this is sort of like this is the more modern they're calling the more modern look it's um, a modern creature from black lagoon yeah that's kind of their take on him yeah, um, the base cool. the base is really cool too uh unfortunately i didn't get a lot of shots of the base i think there's one coming up but there's lots of different creatures hidden on the base there's the back shot so Give packaging on this no packaging shown um, what is this is from who i'm sorry tweeter head now they used to sort of be there you can see the two alternate heads the more classic and the more modern is what they're calling awesome these. awesome <laughs> um the tweeter head used to sort of be a standalone company they did a, it was like sort of a grassroots campaign they did the very limited numbers but then their stuff got to be so popular they partnered with hot uh, worth not hot toys with uh sideshow and with when that happened it seemed like their prices went up <laughs> but, nah. but their quality hasn't suffered they're, they're still doing really cool stuff um there's a shot of the base can't really see everything there you can see the sort of the toad hidden the bottom the snake yeah. on the right hand side um yeah uh, you guys are great yeah it is and that that face i'll give you nightmares holy cow yeah either yeah. one yeah yeah <laughs> right uh, there is a black and white limited version. What? Know, I don't know. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This isn't just a back black and white picture. This is that figure. Honestly, Kevin, I'm not sure what they did here. They might have just, you know, photoshopped it to black yeah. and white. Oh, okay. They only made a hundred of them. Yeah, there's only a hundred of them. Wow. Yeah, I'm not interested. The colors. The good. Yeah, the good thing is. Um, He's the same price as the regular edition. The bad thing is that regular price is $500. Oh. 
Is this? Hey, I won't own one. All right, this might be a stupid question because you may have said it, Pat, and I was totally just en enthralled with how cool it looks. Is this is this posable or is this just a statue? This is just it's a statue. A statue. It's, they're calling it a maquette. It's it's one of those weird things that they. Okay. I don't know what maquettes were traditionally. I think uh, made in house in production companies as design work for like movies and things like that to base the the characters and movies on. Um, but it's a statue. You know what I always took the word maquette meaning? What's that? Small statue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, because these are typically smaller than what you'd kind of think would be an average size statue, aren't they? Typically? Nah, no, no, no. That, that's yeah, that's probably a misconception. They can be any okay. size. Okay. Okay. Yeah, any size scale, same as a, what would they deem a statue? You know, it's the same thing. Did you give us the scale on this? I'm sorry if I'm. Uh, you know yeah, what? How many apples is this one? Yeah, unfortunately, they don't show up by an apple. I can look kind of look that up as we're wrapping things up. Um, I'm surprised they don't show. Um, he's he's probably he's probably pretty sizable because their DC stuff, you know, I think is usually in the 250 to 300 range, and um, there's going to be some reason this is 500. Um, there here here's some designs for other characters: a Medusa and a werewolf. Um, oh man. If the you know they say if if Gilman sells well, you know that they already have these two in design phase. So they should have started with the werewolf. Right? I was gonna say, would you lead with that one? I'd lead with the werewolf. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's a preference thing, I guess. I yeah, I, I, guess. I sort of I sort of lean more creature from the Black Lagoon than I do werewolf. So yeah, yeah they're all awesome. Ones. Yeah, I like those. Daggum, gotta win the lottery. Daggum. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's it for the Horizon Horizon this week. <sighs> Man, we're missing Karen. Hold on one sec. Hold on. Hold that thought. Say it. What'd you say, Pat? That's it for the Horizon this week. <laughs> oh, that was great. Man. But anyway, that's where I'm. That's where I'm starting to lean. When I was mentioning that whole thing about how you guys keep the stuff, and I purge and I move on, I'm moving from norm to like outside the box kind of stuff. That I felt like if I had money, I would be more apt to buy that, you know, uh, creature than I would, you know, some Wolverine statue right now. That's kind of where I'm at right now, you know. But yep. stay tuned. I'll change my tune next year. <laughs> so. so. Yeah. Uh, he is 16 and a half inches tall. You know, I haven't got the measuring. Dang, well, yeah, that's big. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty big. All right, but great work, great job, awesome again. So again, you know, wow, we're we're rolling right along here, getting these shows under control, not making our millions of viewers have to watch us for hours and hours and hours just. Just an hour, a couple hours. Right. All right. So are we ready to move on to the recap then? Oh, there's a recap? Like, yeah, every week. Every week. So that sounds like you're ready. Here we go.
All right, Mike, it's a good thing you're so prepared because you're first. <laughs> I'm here. I didn't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> All right, recap. Recap. Um, uh, congratulations to Patrick for winning Cover Combat 4. That's Thank you. That's an easy one there. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you had won. Somebody that didn't win already won. That's good. So what I have to say, good luck in round five or in Cover Combat Five to uh, Johnny Tyler and New York Mike. Or no, Johnny so Tyler. New York Mike won. Yeah. So it's yes. Johnny and Tyler. Johnny Tyler. Johnny and Tyler are on deck for a repeat or for a, a first, or all the rest of us are on deck for a repeat. Yep. Pat, um, I'm I'm. Thank you for the congratulations. I'm just glad I was able to give Hulk 340 a second chance that it deserved. Nice. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I'll just throw this in. Uh, happy birthday again, Karen. I don't know if she's still uh, watching or not, uh, but uh, hopefully uh, she got to check out a lot of the show. And but she's having a good time today. Mike. Uh, I don't. I don't have anything else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happened? I, I blacked out. I don't even remember the show. <laughs> okay. I'm All so right. interested in, in watching the show while we do it that I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pat? Yeah, I, I wasn't that good either. I, I did write down one thing, and that can, this can this isn't just another T-shirt idea or. You know, the, your pull quote for the website this week uh, from Kevin to Mike, you and your monkeys. <laughs> yeah, right. You and your monkeys. You put a monkey on a cover, Mike's in. Yeah. <clears throat> um, don't ever give up on a book just because you may read one book and not one, one of the books in a run and not like it. You know, things might turn right back around and you start enjoying it again. See Monstrous. Issues seven and eight. Mike? Um, I've got, we didn't talk about this in the show, but I uh, want to congratulate Johnny and Kirsty. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they got married yesterday. Yes, yesterday congratulations to them. Yeah. Yep. That was exciting. No, it was, I think it was Thursday. Thursday. Yes. They got married Thursday. It's Thursday, Mike. It is. Oh, I'm not arguing. Oh, this, <laughs> I thought you had a look in your face like you just wanted to tell me I was wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to them. Uh, congratulations to them and uh, their family, uh, all involved, and many, 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 many years forever of uh, a fantastic life together. So you don't have anything else, Pat? Um, you haven't seen the last of the last rune, and I promise I'll get back to it. Okay. And um, again, shout out to uh, New York Mike for getting me back into GI Joe, along with uh, Pat continuing to show GI Joe in uh, GI June. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anything else, Mike? No. Pat. That's it. I'm good. You are good, Pat. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's see if I can manage, manage this uh, by myself. Which it's just gonna have to be a without Karen here, we'll have to uh, just not have shows when she's not here to maintain the quality standard of our shows, you know. So let's see if I can handle this on my own. Okay. Please like and comment on this video right now, please. If you're watching this, just hit the like button. I would always love for at least our likes to match our views. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. You can take care of that now while I'm still rambling. Go. Thank you. As well as subscribe and hit that bell to get notifications. Uh, please subscribe to Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space on Spotify for podcasters or many other podcast providers. And please listen to the edited podcast of this live stream on Spotify that will be posted later today or tomorrow. Um, follow Acceler Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. And follow Acceler underscore comics on TikTok and whatnot. Oh, sorry. And... Uh, Watch our shows on the WhatNot app, weekdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I had a real good week last week as far as shows were concerned. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, planning on that same thing this week. You can bookmark <clears throat> excuse me, the Tuesday show right now, um, so I'd appreciate that as well. Right after you're done liking this video, go to WhatNot and bookmark that show. That'd be great. You know, get those algorithms moving right along, you know. Lots of great deals. I talked about a couple... Uh, like that Matina cover. And I put that up for three bucks. That's like a $10 book. I would say half the time I'm putting up like super ridiculous steals on the on the easel that I put my books on. Half the time it's decent value, but still good deals. Other half the time it's like super ridiculous steals that the, I, I joke on the show all the time. All I can say is, Everybody must have this. It's all like, you know. Uh, then check out what we have to offer on eBay at Acceler underscore comics and on our website. I had another book last week. I'm going to add another one this week. Um, I need to I need to jump in there and get some added. Yeah, I need to get that to you. I mean, it's actually, if you just go there, you'll figure it out. It's not I'll hard. figure it out. I'm always afraid of messing something up. Like, Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not good. Although our traffic on the website's been really good. So yeah, I'm excited to get a big inventory there like we have on eBay, you know. But uh, anyway, um, and we're going to be adding some key books. And uh, yeah, we, we got like a bunch of slabs on there now. So so yeah, check it out. Not only eBay, I'm going to put the uh, slabs on the Whatnot Show too. Those won't be ridiculous steals. Right. Those will be good deals though. But those won't be ridiculous steals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then watch our, our next live stream on YouTube or Facebook next Saturday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So. Oh, I need I do need to give uh, props to Valor on his uh, uh, narration on the, the last, uh, uh, is that Instagram post or TikTok or whatever that was on, TikTok or whatever. That was, that was well done. Um, I was wondering if that was him or not because it didn't sound like him. But then there was there was like one little phrase that he said. I was like, I don't know, that sounds like Valor. But then again, I listened to him like, but it doesn't. So that was fantastic. Yeah, that was great, Pat. Yeah, thanks. He'll appreciate that. It was funny because we we 
it it's it's all a result of TikTok not behaving the way I wanted it to because I wanted to I wanted to type most of that out as graphics on the screen and it wasn't working so I was like I'm just gonna do a voiceover and I was like better yet I'll just have him do it yeah he, so he heard good. me messing around with it so and then there's an option to do voice filters and we kept messing around with the, the voice filters and I'm like no nah, we're just gonna use you because you're better than the voice filters well that was great yeah I thought that was. Man, when I saw that, I was like, this one's going to go viral. It was so awesome. <laughs> but you did, you that is the top viewed uh, TikTok of ours now. You know, and, and the reason I noticed that is because the old top viewed one was one of my first where I did a review, you know, and I do my catchphrase where I show a comic. But that one surpassed it. So it's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Please, can can you please... May, may do something like that every week with Valor. That'd be perfect. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I know behind the scenes we talk about how it's, oh, this is a lot of work. So I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm, but I'm kidding. So. <laughs> right. Oh, we actually got a couple comments I missed. Uh... Oh, oh. <laughs> I hold on. Yo, Joe, Yo, Joe, June. Oh, there's a spelling error too there. It's, it's just Yo, Joe, June. I think I've gotten myself mixed up and I'm saying the wrong thing now. I'm not even I, sure. It's probably my fault because I keep guessing wrong. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, I said, you said G.I. June at the beginning of this. And I, I said G.I. June, I think. <laughs> Yo, Joe, June. Yo, so, Joe, okay. June. <laughs> Somebody yes, had a color I like the I like the dummies at the end of it. <laughs> well, the real irony is it's from Exceller Comics, okay, which I have no idea who that is. Yeah, and it's then, all over there. Yeah, and then secondly, it's got a it's got a uh, misspelling in it. So right, perfect. Unless it's actually you've been messing it up from the very beginning, Pat, and it's actually Yo Joan June. Mm, I don't think so, but <laughs> at this point, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we appreciate the correction, though. So, so that'll do it though. Anybody else got anything else? Uh, real, real quick, Mike, how about the uh, your overall just quick review of uh, in uh, across the Spider Verse? You guys want to see that, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I'll I'll explain it the way I uh, explained it to Kevin. Um, the first, uh, I'd say, forty minutes. It's really good, but it's you know the the art style for uh, Gwen's stuff it, it, it kind of mirrors the way uh it was done in the comics i thought it was really really good but the story it was just it was it was okay you know I, I was i felt myself getting a little bored um but then it gets to a point where I, I i told kevin it's like the turn and like a magic trick it's like boom and from there it was just excellent it was so so good i didn't see that coming and yeah it was it was fantastic i i they definitely did better than the first one. It was great. So it, yeah, so. definitely, it's a, it's a recommend. Spend the money to see it on the big screen. Well, my wife's birthday is Monday. <clears throat> and one of the things she asked to do for her birthday was to go to see Spider-Man. So we got mm -hmm. tickets at 7 p.m. today. Nice. nice. Yeah. So I'll be able to review it next week. Yeah. Let me and ask you. Did you have problems with sound, Mike, at all? Did you hear about this? No, everything was 
people complained about the the, the dialogue track was a little too low, and Ooh. apparently apparently they sent out a fix for that. Oh, well, we saw did you it. Experience that when you saw it, Pat. Yes, I did. Wow. Oh. Yeah, we saw it at AMC because uh, our go-to, the Alamo, was sold out. <laughs> Yeah, we got Dolby tickets, so you'd assume the sound would be perfect for that, I guess. So what did you think of it, Patch? You said you saw it? Oh, yeah, we all really liked it. Valor was a little disappointed, I think, because he oh. thought he, he thought that... I think he, he thought sort of maybe along the same lines as you. He thought there was too much spent maybe at the beginning, you know, yeah. until it got to the meat of the story, so... Right. Yep. And then, of course, yeah, Cora loves Spider-Punk. You know, you got all these new characters. Um, I thought twenty ninety nine. I thought he was amazing. Um, yeah, I think it's just it's raised the bar on what animation. You know, on how awesome it could look. Yeah, the I think the soundtrack may have been better for the first one. Maybe. I enjoyed, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed the music better in the first one, but yes, yeah, great. Of course, we've listened to that soundtrack so many <laughs> times, so that's hard to tell. Maybe this one will yeah. grow, grow, grow on you. I don't know. Yeah. Max went and saw Flash uh, two weeks ago. And it, it's funny, too. We were getting a review from Flash, but we all assumed he was talking about Spider-Verse. <laughs> so I, I don't even want to say what he said because, uh, you know, it might ruin it for people because it kind of maybe, I don't, it maybe ruined something for me. I'll, I'll let you know. But yeah, yeah my, my, I'll, my review next week will be, you know, interesting to almost no one because everybody's butcher. I mean, not butchered it, but beat it to death review. And that's, I've seen it everywhere, but maybe that'll be exciting. You know, since it's not everywhere, then we'll have our title next week being, you know, Spider-Verse and we'll be like, oh, wow, it's back. <laughs> or no, they'll be like, oh, it's been so long. And this is number three. What? But anyway. So stay tuned for that in Maya. We'll come watch next week. So cool. All right, is that it? That is it. I promise that's it this time. <laughs> okay, no worries. All right, awesome. Uh, we really appreciate everyone being here and all the chat. We love it. And until next time, don't forget, appreciating great art is awesome and reading a great story is fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Accelerate.